Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price Podcast. My name is Hannah. Thank you so much for joining. If you are new to Bought at a Price, welcome. We are so happy to have you. If you are returning, thank you so much for choosing to spend your time listening to what God has given both me and Sarah, the other half of Bought at a Price. Today, we're going to talk about joy and how we can have joy even when life is hard. Because sometimes being joyful, even during this time of the year when Everybody is supposed to be happy, 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 and full of all sorts of joy because it's Christmas and the holiday season. It can be tough. So joy, what is it? And how can we actually be joyful all the time, even when life is horrible, awful, in the worst possible kind of way? I get it. And you know what? God gets it. His guidebook for life, the Bible, has all the answers to what Christian joy is and how you and I are to find joy during really difficult times. So today, using Mary, Jesus's mother, we're going to answer some joy questions and explore what the Bible says about finding joy in the Lord, even when life is super duper hard. So if you're going through a tough season right now, I pray that this Bible study allows you to find true joy, the joy that overcomes the worst of things and is grounded fully in your loving Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. So what is Christian joy? As a Christian, we're commanded to be joyful always. I know. Do what? Being joyful all the time sounds impossible considering all that life throws our way. First, I want to clear something up. Christian joy is not about being happy, happy, happy all the time. It also doesn't mean that you avoid other emotions. Sorrow, pain, anger, sadness, fear, disgust, and happiness. Those were all given to you by God for very specific reasons. So what does Christian joy look like then? To start, Christian joy is what overflows from your soul even while you experience the range of other emotions. Christian joy isn't something that you make happen, and it's not an emotion or a feeling that you turn on or off. It's a hundred percent Holy Spirit dependent. Because of His power working through you, you can see the beauty of Christ in the world and in God's Word. But, you know, there's always a but, isn't there? Joy is something that we're commanded to have, and not just sometimes. Yep, in Philippians 4.4, we're commanded to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. 
Let's look at what the Bible says about joy, and then let's explore how it's possible to be joyful all the time. So to do this, we're going to weave Mary's story in as we discover how to be joyful in difficult times. So what's the Bible say? The most repeated command in the Bible is actually to be joyful or some word variation of joy. And as a Christian, your joy is dependent on the Holy Spirit's power working through you. To this end, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Notice that joy is part of an emotional trio, joy, peace, and hope. Hope in God, hope in the saving power of Jesus Christ, and hope in our eternity with him are the basis for the command to rejoice in Philippians 4.4. Last week, we talked about the hope that Mary had and how you can have hope despite everything around you seeming hopeless. I'll include the link to that episode in the show notes if you haven't heard it yet. Mary trusted God, and because of this, she had unshakable hope. Even further, the Bible tells us that joy is dependent on our trust in God. When you trust fully in God and place your hope in Him alone, then and only then will you be able to fulfill the command to be joyful all the time. In some inexplicable way, Mary seemed to get this. Despite her age and circumstances, she had the joy that each of us should have. Life's difficulties should never erase our joy. Joy should be part of your unshakable foundation of trust in God. That big question remains, though. How do you find that joy? So, Before I weave Mary's story into our Bible study on joy, I want to share a bit of my story with you. Every single day, I get to live with miserable pain and fight unpredictable, often life-threatening blood sugars. None of these things are my fault, and ever since being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I've done my best to do everything right. But despite my best efforts, God allowed me to develop nerve damage that prevents me from recognizing low blood sugars and also is the cause of that horrific pain that I get to deal with. God did bless me with an amazing service dog, Jasmine, though, who dutifully alerts me when low or high blood sugars are about to happen. And God has also blessed me with another new little pup who was just born yesterday, Agape, who will be training to take Jazz's place. Being joyful when you hurt, when you're tired all the time, and when your body just wants to quit, it's hard. And while my struggles don't look anything like yours, we all have our own batch of joy-deflating problems. But, 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 woman of God, you and I are still called to be joyful all the time. Every single moment of every single day, 
we're to be joyful. Jesus's mother, Mary, had her own batch of potentially, that's the key word there, joyless problems, but she chose joy. Just like Mary, I also choose joy. And I pray that as we look at Mary's story and how to find joy, that your morning struggles and problems all get securely wrapped in rejoicing. One, a foundation of trust. The moment the angel told Mary about the baby that God was going to impregnate her with, she trusted God. Her reply to the angel was, I am the Lord's servant. And Mary continued by saying, may it be to me as you have said. That's Luke 1, verse 38. She trusted what God said and trusted that the impossible would happen. The Bible's full of things God says will happen. And just as Mary trusted, you and I have to trust. Circumstances around us might be bleak and beyond difficult, but our eyes are to be fixed on the Lord. You're able to fix your eyes when you spend time studying God's word. That's how we get to know who God is, the promises he's made, and the instructions he's given. And we've written and have some podcast episodes about that. The links to those will also be in the show notes. When you spend time getting to know God, you're able to fully trust him and begin establishing your life on his promises. Through this, your emotions and feelings are then metered by the trust you have in the Lord. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust God? What's happened in your life to test your ability to trust God? How has he shown himself trustworthy and a keeper of his promises? Do you experience joy despite difficult circumstances? Why or why not? There's also a link in the show notes so that you can download a PDF with all of the questions and the Bible verses from today's episode. Make sure and download that and spend some quiet time with God going over the questions that I ask you today. Joy in the Lord is an emotion that's grounded in your trust in God and is the spring from which all other joy flows. Now let's look at where true joy comes from. Joy comes from trusting in the Lord, but it's something we make. Is it something we make happen? Are you supposed to flip a switch each day to make yourself joyful? You know, jump out of bed, flip on the light switch, flip on the joy switch. No. Nope, nope, nope. Jesus left us with the most amazing gift ever when he returned to his heavenly throne. That gift is the Holy Spirit. And he did this so that we'd have the Spirit of God with us at all times. This is the key to Christian joy. Our joy is in the Lord and the Lord is in us. This isn't a sometimes occurrence. It's an all the time thing. Even if your circumstances are bleak, miserable, and sorrowful, you can still find joy in the Lord. He is constant and never leaves or forsakes you. 
It was the Holy Spirit who gave Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, words of blessing for Mary that caused her to sing a song of praise and rejoicing to the Lord. Her opening words were, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Luke 1, 46b-47 Your soul is what the Holy Spirit fills with joy. Galatians 5, 22-23 says that joy is the fruit of the Spirit. It's not something you make happen. It's something the Spirit of God who lives inside of you brings to fruition. The Holy Spirit is also the Lord in us that I mentioned earlier. Do you feel like the Holy Spirit fills you with joy? Why or why not? Knowing that he's the one who makes you joyful, what would you like his help with? As a Christian, you'll never lose the Holy Spirit, and because of that, you'll always have your source of joy. Remember, having joy all the time doesn't mean you can't experience and express other emotions. Many circumstances in life demand sorrow, anger, or fear. So now let's explore how we can live out the command to always rejoice. Emotions and feelings are things God gave us. He wants you to experience them while also experiencing joy. As Christians, we've got to realize that we can rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Like it says in Philippians 4, 4, constant unshakable joy should be a given in our lives as Christians. Why? Because joy in the Lord is what carries us onward despite life's difficulties. How? Because we trust in the Lord and the Spirit of God fills our souls with joy. In the midst of trials, the Holy Spirit allows us to see the things of God. And when we're able to see Christ and able to see all things from a heavenly perspective, joy ensues. Think for a moment about God. Think about all Jesus has done for you. Think about the eternal home and the new body you're eagerly waiting for. I know I'm sure waiting for my new body. What happens to your heart, your mind, your face, your spirit, your countenance, your all of you? What would you ask the Holy Spirit to help you? Would you ask, excuse me, the Holy Spirit to help you see your trials and circumstances through God's eyes? Ask him to give you an internal perspective and ask him to help you rejoice. When I look at the pain and struggles that I get to deal with every day, I can truly say I'm joyful. Not because I'm ignoring what I go through each day, but because I see God working in and through my pain. I see the beauty of Christ suffering through the lens of my own struggles. And I recognize the Holy Spirit working through me, giving me strength for each day. And best of all, I can clearly see my new body and eternal home where all things will be made new. Oh, what amazing, unshakable joy I have. Will you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with the same Will you join me in trusting God and relying on the Holy Spirit to fill you with joy?
When you recognize that it's the Holy Spirit who fills your soul with an always rejoicing joy, you'll recognize a peace that surpasses all understanding begin to fill your heart and mind. Mary, at the young age of 13, seemed to recognize and understand these things. I'm guessing it'll be heaven before we ever understand the depth of her wisdom. But until that time, there's much to learn from the young lady God chose as Jesus' mother. What an honor and privilege. And guess what, woman of God? God has chosen you as well. He has things he created you to do, things he handpicked and custom created just for you. Every single thing God allows to happen in your life is part of his plan and purpose for you. Rejoice knowing that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Mary seemed to get this, and because of that, she was able to rejoice knowing that no matter what hardship her pregnancy might cause, the hope of the world was worth rejoicing and enduring whatever God had in store. Will you fix your eyes on God and trust that your circumstances, your hardships, your trials, your everything are part of his perfect plan? Will you cling tightly to the Holy Spirit and ask him to help you bear joy fruit? Rejoice, woman of God, and again I say, rejoice. God has amazing things in store for you. He has things he created only you to do. Your trials are refining you. Glitter like gold, beautiful woman, and rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Until next time, James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers. And I'm going to rephrase that, count it all joy my sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. God bless.